Hi, it's Andrew Klima, hashtag climate change, and I'm coming to you from New York City at Sirhan House, the home of the best real estate firm ever, and this is the anatomy of an entrepreneur. In each episode, we're going to dive in and find out what makes an entrepreneur tick. How do they work? How do they think? And joining me today for our first episode ever, I'm so excited, Lindsay Ryder. She is a longtime friend, and I am so happy to have you as my first guest. Lindsay! Hi! I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think before we jump into today's episode, it would be fun to know, tell our audience how we met. Take it away. Oh, Andy. I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's I think it's 20 years this summer, if I'm oh. right. I think it is 20 years this summer. We're not that old, even though- I know, we look fantastic. We do. But yeah, I think we've been friends for 20 years. Um, we met because I was uh, an overachiever in high school and went an undergrad and did the like pre-orientation. Yeah. So I wanted to start school early. Yeah. So I was working with the school to do an early orientation process and you were there. And I saw you from across the room. I know you're very busy, you were very popular, but I saw you. And then we uh, happened to be in a class together because we both had music degrees from Ithaca so College. This is what I remember. Yeah. I recall we were sitting in this room um, mm -hmm. for French diction, maybe? French diction. <laughs> yeah. A gentleman yes. by the name of Sean Puller. Sean, I hope you're watching this. <laughs> and the entire class was like dutifully nodding and like taking notes. Yes. And I was looking around like, does anybody else not understand a clue about what's going on right now? And there was the same head bobbing around <laughs> like this. And I connected. And I said, there's my best friend. Yes, because they were talking about just how many E's there are. And there's a in lot. The French and gentlemen, language. there are a lot of E's. There's like five. There's like five different kinds of E's. And so I remember thinking, I for sure know one E. <laughs> But I don't know about any of the other ones. So, yeah, we connected that day. We did. Yeah. And now I sell real estate. So, really, <laughs> I don't know. Right? Listen, it, it all, I think we learned valuable things regardless. We did. Mm -hmm. We did. And we'll, we'll probably get into that later. Um, but so you are the founder and CEO of the Overture Institute, which, as I understand it, is a company that enables people's self-expression and their own awareness. Um Tell me more about that. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, I am. I'm the CEO and founder of the Overture Institute, which is a company that I created to work one-on-one -on -one with individuals, educational institutions, and other companies to help them create their own self-awareness uh, around speech in particular. Um, but I'm both a speech coach and a communication coach I'm also a life coach, so it all kind of comes together with my musical background in speech and then also my life coaching background. I really help people make the connection between all of these different learnings in order to learn more about themselves and begin to live a life with a different purpose and meaning. Okay, so the Overture Institute. So how long has it been around? I officially created it in 2017. Five years. Yeah, five, oh. six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you started, like, weren't you, you just recently became a life, a certified life coach. That's I mean, right. One would argue maybe I've been going to you for life coaching for a while, but <laughs> yes. a certified life coach, like, what is the, how has that grown over time? Like, how did you start Toy? 
We're going to call it toy. Yes, I call it toy. Yes. The Overture Institute, if you're mm-hmm. following along at home. Yeah. Uh, toy. <laughs> Uh, like, what is the evolution of toy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about that because I, I think I know. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> but go ahead. Tell, tell the audience. Yeah, sure. Well, so I'll tell you what. The There is a huge difference between where I am today with it and what I thought it was going to be when it started. Okay. And I think that uh, I wasn't open to that evolution for a little while. I kind of hung on to my first idea. I was like, no. It is this thing that I created. It can't be anything else. Right. But I realized over time that I needed to let it evolve as I evolve. Okay. So that I can show up authentically and really serve people in the best way I can. So it started out um, by the intention of the company was just to provide online courses okay. for self-evaluation. And okay, so I want to know what about, why do I sign up for this toy? Because you're feeling honestly, most people just feel stuck. Yeah. They're like, I can't exactly pinpoint what's going on, but I don't feel comfortable. I feel like I'm stuck. I don't have the tools to get unstuck, yeah. but I know I'm not happy and I want to be. Okay. So it's anyone who's kind of feeling stuck or someone who's going through what I call a pivot point in life. Okay. That could be a career transition. Sure. A relationship transition, mm. um, a physical, some kind of transition. I mean, anything, you know, as you're evolving as a person throughout your life, you sometimes need um, help in order to navigate those yeah. moments where things converge and you've got to take one turn or another. So I'm stuck, and now I'm like seeking something out. I find toy. Find me, yeah, yeah. And then what happens next? We work together. I yeah. um I am very good at this. I find okay. <laughs> and right. so I meet one on one with whomever it is. Yeah. And we start talking about where you feel that you are, and specifically what your goals are, as you can identify them in that moment. Okay. And then I meet you exactly in that place and we work together to put together a plan that helps you move forward towards whatever that goal is now along the way there can be twists and turns you might learn something about yourself that you didn't know before and so then we navigate that path together but ultimately it's all in service of self-growth and awareness okay so that you can really maximize the opportunity of this life we have. So you were talking about having a course. So that's mm-hmm. not, like what you just described didn't sound like a course to me. How does that piece kind of go into it? Right, because yeah. I started out by thinking, oh, I'm not gonna work with people. I'm just gonna put this online as a course uh, through my company. People are gonna magically find me and then that's what I'll do with the company. But as it evolved and then as I became a certified life coach and started working with people in a different way, I thought, first of all, I really love working with people. I don't want to take that away. I need to add that to the company. Okay. Um, and then just naturally what evolved is that people started ask, asking me, hey, I really like what you're saying. Would you come talk to my group about this? Okay. Would you come work with my workforce or my C-suite people? Or I really want to understand how I'm speaking and I want to take voice lessons. Can you work with me and my team on that? And then I thought, well, yes, I can, <laughs> yeah. in fact. 
And so then it evolved. And so now it's more than anything I could have ever originated. So that's an interesting point to kind of put in and maybe go back a second mm -hmm. to talk about where we met in our training. So mm -hmm. you and I both started with degrees in vocal performance from Ithaca College. That's right. We kind of alluded to that already. Yes. Um, we graduated being able to uh, sing opera. That was our degree. Yes. Right. Uh, I also had the additional teaching yes. education. Mm -hmm. And then coincidentally, we both went to the same grad school, although not at the same time, Manhattan School of Music right here in, in uh, Manhattan mm -hmm. uh, for vocal performance again to, to sing opera. Mm -hmm. So a major part of our entire kind of growth process as students was coaching. It's mm -hmm. something very familiar to us because we go see coaches for everything. We go see coaches, as we were joking about, for diction. Mm -hmm. How do I say these words? We go to see coaches for uh, dancing. How do I move on stage? We go to see coaches for our vocal technique. Mm -hmm. How do we sing correctly without interrupting the line? Mm -hmm. So I think coaching is something that is in the, the anatomy or the mm -hmm. DNA of a singer. Mm -hmm. How do you find other people react to like coming to you as a coach? Because I mean, I know... Like, my parents would be like, coach, smoach, I don't need any coaching. I'm fine the way I am. Like, how, how, does, that, yeah. how does that work? Yeah, I think um, that's a great question. And, and, and also, let me just underscore, yeah. you're right. We both have- Thank you, I know. Yeah, thank you. You're never not right. Um, <laughs> we both have excellent educational training at a super high level in opera performance. Yeah. When that what that means for me and for Toy is that I have a really high technical skill set around accessing how the body produces sound, right? Awesome point. And um, connecting that with what is going on subconsciously in the mind that affects the physicality, nice. right? So this yeah. is what some of what I do in my work with Toy. Um, but yeah, how do people come to me? So it's running the gamut. I'll tell you what. Some people come in never having worked with some someone before yeah. and thinking, you know what? I'm just going to YouTube it. I'm just going to go on social okay. media or YouTube this, and that's I'll sufficient. I'm going to figure it out. It's not yeah. that hard. Turns oh. out tur yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you should work together. Because also, this work, as the other work that you and I were talking about, this is individualized, yes. so specific. Yeah. Right. Like when you're talking about someone's life, when you're talking about someone's physical body and how they produce sound, this is not something that you that can be generalized it, to work with someone in their own personal growth. Right. Right. You don't really want to outsource it to that level. Yeah. Um, and so people come to me and I will say. I it's emotional. Usually within one to three hour long sessions, yeah. people have these aha moments that they that they surprise themselves with. They they access so much personal growth when they come ready for it. Um, super humbling, really exciting. So how is it different? Because it's sounding to a lot like therapy to me. Mm. And so how Great. is co life coaching specifically? different than therapy. Define that for me because I, I need a definition. Yes, you yeah. need a definition. I believe our many listeners also I need the definition. Okay. And it's really important, actually. So thank you for um, bringing that up. There is a difference specifically between a life coach, a therapist, and a consultant. Okay. Actually. So you've got three things. You've got three things. Got yeah. it. 
So a life coach is going to be someone who comes in and really is a guide in a, in a journey for someone, a growth journey. So to make the juxtaposition between that and a, and a, um, therapist and a therapist, a therapist is someone who is certified to many times, uh, administer like scripts, right? Like chemicals. Um, and also what they'll do is they'll maybe go back really deep into someone's psyche, into someone's childhood experience and be trying to navigate through potential trauma in order to make self-growth okay and self-realization so i'm i'm it's very important and this is why the certification of a life coach is very important because we're held to um standards and we know the difference and the boundary that is very important to know between therapist and life coach so i know when that boundary is coming up i'm not going to cross it it. i'm going to refer my client to another therapist if what they're bringing up is really something that a therapist is better equipped to handle okay that is a distinction yeah there's a for sure distinction um and additionally what i would say is that a lot of my clients also have therapists so we work together because some of the work is is um so interrelated but it's important to also make the distinction that a life coach is not a consultant, which means I'm not coming in and doing the work for my client. Right. Like You're a coach. Yeah, but a lot of people need to have that explained to them. Like, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to be your guide. I'm walking with you, but you're doing the work. You're running. If, if it's like an athletic coach, I'm not going to run for you. And if we've met, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to run for you. I'm not going to lift the weights. I'm going to stand by you. I'm going to say, go ahead and lift that weight. Yeah, you can do yeah. it. You can do it. You will do it. I'm going to give you the tools to do it. You're lifting the weight. This is a little bit of a divergent, but like, mm-hmm. how many, what percentage of people that you actually coach do you find actually go through with it versus just like coach with you? Like, so as you were saying, as a consultant and don't end up actually doing anything. Mm. Yeah, I would say... What people need to realize is that a coach, like any other habit or any other, um, like like working out, yeah. it, it really is like working out. You okay. can have a workout regimen and be doing really well against your goals, and then you can stop with that workout regimen and go back to your old habits if you haven't changed them. Mm. And then you at you eat a bag of Doritos. And you yeah. gain five pounds. You just, just work. Se- no, it's not. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Right? Well, I don't what's know. your favorite kind? I think I remember it being Cool Ranch. See, perhaps. I don't understand the Cool Ranch people. All right. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what, what's yours? Just the regular. Just yeah. Just don't mess it up. Anyway, the bag of Doritos. Don't don't eat it. What Please I'm saying don't. is, yeah, you don't eat it. But but that's what people need to know is that is that while you can make important breakthroughs for a period of time. Sustained change requires sustained habits okay. and sustained work. Okay, I definitely want to use that as a pivot to entrepreneurship. But Great. before we do that, so if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, which because you're a longtime friend of mine, <laughs> you know I may not be. My memory is not the best. It's been a, it's been twenty years. Okay, so but um, the point is, you told me at the beginning that people may come to you t- because they're stuck, and then you also talked about this thing called speak, and I don't think I understand the difference between the two. So I feel like I understand what the non-speak portion is. What is speak? Thank you. Yeah. So speak is specifically a course that I developed 
that marries this technical training that you and I were talking about around the um, awareness that I have for how the body produces sound and how the mind influences the body to communicate. And what I do there is I marry life coaching with the technical aspects <laughs> of, of speech. Okay. And I help individuals and companies understand how they might not be communicating effectively with their management, with their subordinates, with their C-suite, nice. with their board, yeah. with their clients, with themselves. Right. Uh, yeah. Can so we, we dive honest here, like in this in this room, communication is tough. Communication. Uh, people cha are challenged by it. Very challenged. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. challenged. I lead a team of real estate agents here at Sirhan, mm -hmm. and you know, hashtag climate change. Oh. <laughs> I communicate very clearly to my team, and sometimes my team members do not follow through with that communication. Mm. And it's very specific because they're uncomfortable mm. disseminating that communication. Communication is tough for people, and I and I struggle to understand why. Do you? Can you shed any light on that? Like with sure. our clients, why do people have trouble just telling telling someone? For instance, <clears throat> some of my team members might say, "Well, there's no update to give the seller." And I'm like, okay, so then say to them, hey, nothing happened this week. We've had no inquiries. That's your update. That's what you say. It doesn't have to be more than that, mm -hmm. but you must give people something so that they understand what's going on. Why are people, why are people like inactive with speech mm -hmm. or communication? Oh, sorry. That was, we're going to need another podcast for yeah. this one. In, in yeah. one sentence. In just answer. one sentence, if you could unpack it. Uh, so. Two, two things. I think when people are uncertain, uh, that's when fear creeps in. Okay. And so they make choices based on fear most of the time completely unconsciously. So the work is to elevate the behavior, understand the underlying truth that they're telling themselves, and educate them on a new truth. Okay. It's a super like woo woo like life coachy way of doing of thinking about it, but that's what's happening. I mean, to yes and no. Right? Okay, I, I'm with you. So I'm thinking about this wonderful. I mean, you know, I'm a dork a little bit. Uh, a little formula, bit. Okay, easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, this formula I heard years ago that said performance equals your like potential minus interference, and that so many people go to coaches. We specifically we were thinking about singing at the time right or let's say sports so many people go to coaches to increase their potential i'm a tennis player i'm going to go see a tennis coach to get better at tennis and that's all they work on no one says hey how can i reduce the amount of interference and most of us interfere with ourselves so much more than we could increase our potential Meaning if we could just see like, hey, I'm actually really interfering with myself in this way, my performance is going to drastically increase if I can get that interference out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're saying. Like fear might be one of those things that, that creeps in there and, and causes that interference. Yes. Or whatever the fear is creating okay. become is the interference. Yeah. I mean, we're saying the same thing. All right. I agree with you once again. So two yeah. times I'm right. I'm right two times so far. We're going to have a ticker. Let's, please, can we have a little <laughs> ding? Two, okay. Post, is that going to be post? Great. Uh, so let's now 
kind of transition to entrepreneurship? Because this is the anatomy of an entrepreneur and of entrepreneurship. So now I understand what toy is. Thank you very much. And if I am listening to this podcast and looking for that, I am definitely coming to you because I can tell our audience that I have personally, you know, had sessions with you and have found it really helpful. And by the way, I freaking fulfill what we talked about. Yes. You're the best. Yeah. Yeah. You're the best. Actually happened. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but you said building habits, yada, yada, yada. Let's go into business sure. and entrepreneurship. What the hell propelled you one day in 2017 to say, I know, toy? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so my my personal story is that, as you well know, and we've established for the audience, um, I was set out to become a professional singer as yes. my career. And you were successful. Honestly, it was going pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. Yes. Yeah. I was um excited to have, you know, bookings and, and gigs coming up. And in one of those gigs, um, after I graduated grad school, I happened to be on a uh, television singing competition. Yeah, that little competition called I can't remember. What was it called? <laughs> um, oh, American Idol. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> So I was on this television program, and throughout the process of that production, it became acutely aware to me, uh, I I became acutely aware that how the production was going was not in alignment with how I wanted to be on the show, right? There was a disconnect there between myself and the producers. And so um, long story short, I left the show. Yeah. And in so doing, interestingly, I kind of hit my own personal, I would say, rock bottom emotionally. I was going through my life, and I think this happens to a lot of people. We've got goals. We have a trajectory. We're fairly certain it's all going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. And so what do we do? Um, So I really had to rebuild myself, um, had to figure out, well, if I'm not a singer... Who am I? What's my value? Are you Jean Valjean? <laughs> that was a singer joke. Keep going. Singer. Okay, sorry. I really disrupted the flow. We had a nice, <laughs> we had a nice emotional moment going. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, so who am I, right? So I went through this process that was years long in really rebuilding who I am, okay. figuring out who that was, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up in the world. And I think I started showing up differently in my life because of that work that I was doing on myself. Mm. People all around me were saying, "Who, you know, what's going on with you? Why you're so happy? You're so productive. I say this to you all the time. <laughs> you keep going. Yeah. You call me and you're like, "Are you happy still?" Yes, yes, I'm still happy. Yes. You know, I just really changed my life. And once I realized that so many people around me were asking me what I was doing to be this way in my life, mm. I thought huh, I wonder if I could share what I know with other people and they could get something out of it too. So that's why I created the online course. Because remember, I was like, I'm just going to do the online course. I'm going to put this out here. Take it and thank you very much. It's a company. You take the course, all the best. Right. Right. Yeah. And then it evolved into all of this and it probably will still keep evolving past this so and before i hear a little bit more about that evolution what uh, i happen to know but tell our tell our audience here like what were you doing at the same time this was not your full-time gig oh yeah oh no that's a hard no it's a hard no okay i mean as a singer i think a musician a creative in general um 
you are a, what they call like multi-hyphenate, you know, entrepreneur. Like you're doing this slash this slash this slash. You have so many different things just to keep yourself afloat. Yeah, but you had like a really high powered and still do, by the way. <laughs> uh, you, you weren't just like, she's, ladies and gentlemen, she was just <laughs> not floating along. That's right. You were in charge of like the endowment for, you know, Rockefeller or whatever. <laughs> what the hell did you do? Oh, I worked so... So I had quite a few different jobs. You're yes. absolutely right. Um, when I started Toy, I yeah. was the director of events for right. Um, right. A, a, a pretty high-profile university. Yes. Yeah, so I was doing uh, events, uh, the director of production and events for um, an educational institution uh, whose regional office was in New York City. So my, my market was the tri-state. Right. Mm -hmm. So did you find it, and I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs are going to find interesting and like key into this part of our conversation. You know, there's that, that scenario of like, you have your boat, burn your boat. Like, how did that work for you? Did you find you could balance the two? Okay, I have these massive events that I'm directing. Oh, and shit, I got to wake up early and stay up late to work on toy. Like, how did that how did that come together? Was it difficult? Blah, 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 blah. Like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm, that is what I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, hmm, yes. The sigh says it all. And the okay. sigh, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I think people who are, I mean, people who are already in it will be furiously nodding their heads because they're doing it too. Right. People who are thinking about can and should I do this should know that um, I think the work never stops. You know, even when, say, I was to be an entrepreneur full time, which, by the way, I'm I'm not. I still have another job that I do for an environmental nonprofit right. full time. Yeah. So people need to understand that um, I think you're never not working. You're never not trying to develop and be curious and push yourself and find new connections and build relationships. But okay. at the time, I mean, yeah, it, I, I mean, even... Andy, this morning, I'm up at 6 a.m. Yep. I'm earlier, earlier than me. Okay, go ahead. And I have a child. <laughs> but go ahead. So I'm up. Yeah. I do my morning routine because I've got a morning routine. Yes, you do. I'm doing an hour of toy work yeah. before I start my job. Yeah. I'm hustling. I'm coming and doing this with you. I am going to do another hour tonight. Yeah. Um, at this weekend, so I'm in. doing stuff. You like, fit, you it fit it in. Yeah. I think, though, too, that people maybe need to absolve themselves of this idea that there will be a balance. Right. You know, it's like yeah. always a give and take and it's a lot of work, but if you're doing the right work, it's worth it. And it's gratifying and it energizes you to keep going. That's what I found. Okay, I like that. So if I'm doing the right work, I'm energized. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I feel like very aligned with. You know, like when I'm when I'm like closing deals and I'm also doing a singing gig and I also get to go home an hour a day and spend it with Sloan, like I feel good. It doesn't matter if I have to work 23 hours of the day because I'm like I'm in that flow. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. Do you do you find that a lot of people have trouble finding that flow? Yeah, mo most people alive <laughs> okay. have trouble finding the flow. And even the people who have easy access to the flow, you know, the world pulls you away from it. And you've got to develop the tools to get you back in. Okay. And then and then one thing that I'm always so impressed about you personally, and we I already talked about it once, but I really want to, like, take a moment to, to hash it out, 
is that I, this is a true fact, audience. I will call up Lindsay at just random times and mm-hmm. I'm like, are you still, hi, it's, I don't even like say anything. I just say, are you happy still? <laughs> and she's like, I'm so great. It's a beautiful day. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> can you have a bad day? Can you be pissed about something? I'm so mad at X, Y, and Z and I'm crotchety and I'm like, the kid just walked across my lawn. I'm throwing something Get off my lawn. Yeah. But how do you find the joy? You are really good at finding the joy in everything. Give us like one tidbit on that because I often try to like channel you to to make that happen as a part of my life and I think that this is what the reason this is relevant is because this is what you do in toy too mm-hmm. I think so that's go ahead. right yeah thank you oh my heart um so what do I do I mean I think it's important to 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 note that I'm not positive in a way that isn't you are not positive I'm not positive I'm very angry always <laughs> No, but it's not um it's not a default positive that is um ignorant. R- right? Like no. I'm not saying there aren't things that are challenging and difficult, uh traumatic, sad. All of those things exist. Yes. The thing that I've tried to cultivate in myself, which by the way is a daily practice every single day and multiple times throughout the day is a reminder for myself to choose like identify what the grateful positive choice is okay and do everything i can to move towards that choice i don't always get there yeah but if i can look at what's going on and find the positive and then if i can build habits around how i can help myself choose that right that over time now right Right. i've been doing this yeah for 13 years okay like this is a daily thing that I cultivate within myself. And so I'm really good at choosing it all the time immediately now, but not in the beginning, yeah. not in the beginning. So, right. but that, but that's what I do. I really, um, it, this habit, this practice, this mindset is who I am now. Yeah. So the entrepreneurship, okay. I, I'm doing, I'm doing toy before work, after work, I'm hustling, I'm scrappy. Yeah. I'm doing all yeah, jazz hands even if you're watching. Do it jazz hands. <laughs> uh, hashtag climate change. <laughs> and like, um, hold on, where am I going with this? I know. Yes. I know. What systems, like mm. what things are you putting in place to make this easier for you? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what you've learned. Yeah. Through this journey of about specifically about your business, how to build it, how to grow it. Etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Um, well, I do fancy myself an organized individual. Oh my god! I do. So I do love a to-do list. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> try to plan an event with this girl. <laughs> oh, it has to be four months out. Put it on the calendar. You can't cancel. It's so annoying. There's no spontaneity. No, there's. They're right. Love you. I'm okay, getting better ahead. at that. Yeah, it's okay. It's your crew. And it's from my. That's from my event production background, right? Yes. I'm like, okay, you want to yes. have dinner? We're four weeks out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really is what happens. You're very life. organized. Yes. Yeah. So I. So yes. okay. All that to answer your question. Yes. I'm super organized, meaning that I've got lists. I'm an inbox zero kind of gal. Oh, God bless you. Yeah. I'm utilizing that cal. Yeah. Like it's color coded. There are tags. It's happening. Do you have so th- with the list thing? I'm particularly mm-hmm. interested. And I'm mm-hmm. sure maybe some listeners are too. Is there a uh, app that you use? Yeah. What? It's called like Tasks. Oh, like the Google Tasks. I think so. Okay. 
I mean, it's just a list. And then when I'm done, I'm just curious. No, I mean, I'm not super techie. So, and that leads me to my, my other tool, which is that I, over time have identified the things I'm really good at, like organizing and the things that I'm not great at. And I have delegate, I have gotten to a place where I own what it is that I can serve. And then I delegate away the things I can't. Okay. So Let's take a moment. And yes, because why do most entrepreneurs fail? Because they think they have to do everything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You just said, you said the magic words. You are like, nope, this ain't my, this is not my rodeo. Yeah. And what's it's... one thing that that's, what is that for you? Oh, social media. <laughs> social media. I don't know what hashtag. I don't know how to tag something. I don't know when to say it. Not good at it. It's clunky. Right. My soul is geriatric. Right. So I am not quick with the kids. Not quick. I'm not quick with it. So I'll be honest with you. Like, I mean, I create my own ideas and my own content, but I hire someone to help me with my social media. Right. Because also I've got a full time job. As I said, I'm doing other things. I don't have time. Social media is a full time job. Absolutely. I do not have time to do this. So I allocate the funds to have someone help me with it. And bless her. Okay, so <laughs> is that the single like best thing you best decision you've made? Like, what is the one thing or system you have allocated your hard-earned money for in your entrepreneurship that you find the most valuable? Because I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. No, please lie to me. <laughs> no, please have this all be <laughs> false. <laughs> uh, I do. Th- I honestly do think so. Like, I've I. I hired someone to help me with photos and videos. Okay. That's great. I hired someone to help me with my website. Also really helpful. On a regular basis, where is the money well spent? Yeah. It's with marketing and social. Okay. For me. Okay. And what does that yield for you? Right? So the moment you took your hands off the the driver wheel and you're like, okay, you know what? You take care of this. Mm. Like, how has that evolved and helped your own business? Have you seen like growth in that area? Yeah. Well, there I I would mention two things. Yeah. Number one, because she's she is good at it. Yeah. Um I'm I have followers, I have organic engagement. I'm able to produce I I have enough bandwidth to produce a uh, content that is authentic and not like uh, stressed and forced. Right. Um and so she's helping me with that and so my engagement is great and my relationship building is great and authentic and I feel connected with my audience. How that has importantly, and I want people to hear this, how it has impacted me though, is that I'm doing so much better on all the other stuff. Yes. In my business, you know, because I was like, I'm not going to do this and this and this, but man, I'm going to knock this and this out of the park because no one else can do this but me. No one else can write my my points, you know, for my um, presentations. Right. No one else can do a pitch. No one else can do the actual coaching. So I need to be focused there. And I'll tell you what, now that I have freed up all that other bandwidth for myself to focus on it, I'm nailing those pieces. That's awesome. So much better. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. Feels great. We So we actually have that in common. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this wonderful individual, Joan, who she's, who she's referring Jones. to. Jones. I may... I did actually. I referred Lindsay to Joan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use Joan for my social media as well because I recognized that that was something that I too was yeah. not uh, very good at. And you know, God bless Joan. 
Thank you, Joan. Thank Please you, be Joan. Listening and, and hashtag this as you see appropriate, because certainly I don't know. The only hashtag I know is hashtag climate change. And I don't know any. Um, you know, <laughs> she took those followers a year ago. I had 500 followers. We now have 3,000. Uh, it's organic. Again, it's not a bot in Russia. She's finding real people. Mm-hmm. She's engaging with them. I, I, with my awesome team, Brittany, my assistant, we're creating the content, but Joan is like posting it doing all that stuff. And as soon as we washed our hands of that, I mean, you know, what, for 10 years, I went from zero to 500. Come on. And now in one year from 500 to 3000, that's exponential growth. Yes. People say to me all the time, what are you doing with social media? Oh my God, it's so great. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, because I I gave up. Mm -hmm. I finally said, this is not an area that Andy should be in charge of. Mm-hmm. I should be working over here at what I'm good at, which is like getting listings, right? Mm-hmm. I sell real estate. Mm-hmm. And then I sell those listings. Yeah. So let me focus on that. Absolutely. Not the other thing. So, okay, what is one thing that you have completely, your face has hit the pavement on with this entrepreneur thing? Where have you failed over these five years with toy? Like, give me something that was like, oh, if I wish I had known, like, I wish I had known that. If I could, because you know me, I'm going to put that positive spin on it, Andy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I know, yes, it's a challenge, um, but ultimately I'm super grateful for this. Um, but I wasn't doing it until recently, which is that I thought that my story and my personal connection wasn't interesting Hmm. yeah like i was creating all these things like out in the world without putting myself out there and explaining to people who i am and i have to say like you're you're coming to toy because you need to heal yourself but you don't know anything about the yeah the person behind it what I was making this shiny thing and putting it out there like, hey, trust this thing, but right. you but you don't know who the wizard is. I was the right. Wizard of Oz. And now I, I'm right. short just like him. Very. And I came yeah. and I came out from behind the curtain and I really owned my story. And I got I had to get brave with myself, you know, to to do that and say, Hey, here's here's me. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about American Idol. I'm gonna talk about all the things that are in my life and be vulnerable and transparent and tell you how I got here to let you know that this is all the stuff that's informing how I'm going to show up and work with you. And I wasn't doing that before. I thought mm-hmm. that that presenting perf- perfect was the way forward. Ugh. But it turns out it's really, really not. It's right. not genuine. So once I shifted that, um, everything has changed for me. Interesting. Okay, so really the thing that the area where you feel like you failed was trying to, to create this perfection persona of Lindsay L. Ryder. Mm-hmm. And that just really stood in the way of your business growth and and people understanding and feeling connected with you. 100. And also importantly to mention, this perfect thing that I was trying to cultivate was based on what I thought, other like how other people were defining it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, well, let me try to figure out what other people maybe want and then let me like be try to like mold myself into being Amoeba. that person yeah. what yeah, yeah, yeah. no once i took it away and i said i this is my definition and how i uniquely show up in the space that started resonating with people yeah um i don't know why it took me so long but it sure did but you're here and now. here i am yeah yeah yeah, yeah 
All right. So before we we kind of wrap up with some fire round questions, mm. I want to like help me understand if I am like I want to know more about toy. Mm. You know, I want to learn more about speak. Where can I find you? You know, how do I sign up? All those things. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, www dot the overture institute dot com. Okay. That's my website. All right. Um, you can go there, you can learn things, you can contact me through that. Lindsay at the overture institute dot com. Okay. That's my email. I answer it, me. Yeah. Um and then my Instagram handle is at the overture institute. And uh as we've established, that's all Joan. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> but I you do answer, answer all that. I do answer all the DMs. Oh okay. I absolutely so do. DM so you can DM yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so anything else you want to add that I've forgotten to ask you about the Overture Institute or about entrepreneurship before I kind of wrap things up here? Because I, I don't want to like put a lid on you if you have something you really want to say. I guess I would just say that there are a ton of people who have like nine to five jobs that have something awesome inside of them to give. And there might be any number of reasons why they're thinking, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. How would I fit this in? You know, they they can give themselves a million reasons why it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I think if you've got something that, and everybody does, that's uniquely you, that you can bring forward and offer to the world, it's your responsibility to yeah. figure out what that is and put it forward. It doesn't have to be an LLC or a company or you don't have to have employees. Sure. But um, maybe start to be curious about what that is for you and ask yourself what the next step would be to start putting it out there. Because honestly, I've never been happier. Yeah. And if you feel stuck, toy. 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 All right. So uh, fire around. Um, What is your favorite New York City restaurant? Please tell me. Blossom. Blossom. On Columbus. Yes. Yes. Because you're vegan. Because I'm vegan. Although, can I can I just say, I know this is not fire roundy, yeah. but I really want to go to Eleven Madison, which is the new Michelin star restaurant. I've been back when it was not. When it's not, but yeah. now it is. Yes. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. Um, do you have, what is your New York City secret spot? You know, the person comes to the city, that annoying tourist, <laughs> and you're like, oh God, they're here for the weekend. I need to take them somewhere. What is your hidden gem that you take people to? <laughs> I should have prepared more for this. I mean, uh, it's a fire round, just off the cuff. What okay, do you got? what do you listen? Got? When it was open, it was the Twenty One Club in Rockefeller Center under the ground. They have a private dining room that's behind an actual slab of concrete, uh-huh. and that's where people in Prohibition used to keep all their wine bottles. No way. Yeah, yeah, way. I've never done it. So, right. Thanks for taking me. Yeah. Okay, and yes. <laughs> well, you're not a tourist. Well, I know, but I think that's cool. <laughs> that would have been fun to do. Yeah, so that was my place. <laughs> huh. What's your favorite book? Um, The Four, uh, no, The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Oh, you Luis. know what? I read this one. It's a good it's one. really good. Yeah, yeah. Is that the colorful cover? Or it's, so, it's part of the four pack, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very colorful. All right. Yeah, you should read. It's, that is a good That's one. a good book. That's a good one. Um, best, best money management. This is kind of like entrepreneurial, you know, adjacent. Mm-hmm. What's the best money management thing you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I pay myself first. I Define. invest. 
I invest. I um, make sure that I'm, well, if we want to get technical, Very. I make sure that I'm maxing out my 403B contribution every year. Okay. And then I'm taking an additional percentage as much as I can in my budget and I'm putting it in my portfolio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I need to invest. So what, first when you said pay myself, I thought like dollars. You're saying, no, no, no. I'm investing mm-hmm. in some sort of vehicle for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching it. That's right. Okay. What about for your business? Mm, I'm not overextending. If something can be done for free, if something can be done simpler, if something can be done um, just like easy and on the cheap, don't spend money if you don't have to spend money. And a lot of times you don't have to spend money. You do not have to spend money or you don't have to spend a lot of money. Right. Right. You can go to Upwork.com and find the Joan that's out there to help you with your social media. Yeah. Yeah. They exist. Yes. And by the way, they're awesome. Uh, Okay. Now, this is an interesting question uh, that when I joined Sirhant, they sat me down on day one and asked me this question. Thank God they haven't shown me this video yet. <laughs> Rut row. Oh, I don't well, know now, I now but uh, <laughs> they said, hey, if you had to tell yourself something three to five years ago mm. about today, what would you say to yourself sitting there three to five? So, so you're about to create Overture. Uh, you know, what would you tell yourself? Today is Lindsay. Just keep going. and like the, You're like the Dory. Is that the name yeah, of the fish? Yeah, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times you don't know what it's going to look like. Um, just be curious and do it anyway. See what happens. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, it's been so fun having you and helping to to de-virginize me on this podcast. <laughs> we did it. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's been real. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the Anatomy of the Entrepreneur episode one. I'm Andrew Klima, hashtag climate change. We'll see you next time. Thank you.